postpartum body odor. It is a totally natural phenomenon because your body chemistry changes after giving birth. And so sometimes that means that what worked before is no longer effective. But I am excited to say that now there is a solution for that stubborn odor. The Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant is a completely natural deodorant made by a postpartum mom who went through it herself. And it works by eliminating and preventing bacterial body odor without covering up your skin's comforting smell to your baby while giving you 12 hours of odor control. And let me tell you, it actually works. Here at the house, we've all been trying it and loving it. Now, before you think, ew, you're sharing a deodorant with your husband and daughter, let me explain that this full-body deodorant comes in a convenient pump applicator that lets you apply it anywhere on your body with no bacteria traveling on the deodorant, so no ew involved. We also love that the Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant has a delightful natural scent of USDA certified organic extracts that smell like a pink sugar cookie with lemon frosting. I thought this would be a little strange, but it's actually amazing. Also, the Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant is free from artificial fragrances and any kind of senoestrogens or herbs that can interfere with breastfeeding. Find your Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant at postpartumdeodorant.com. That's postpartumdeodorant.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off through the month of May. Get your Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant now at postpartumdeodorant.com and start smelling more like yourself again. Welcome to Birthful Mighty Parent or Parent-to-Be. I'm Adriana Lozada, and I'm so thrilled you're here as we continue on on our Nutrition and Nourishment series. So today, you're going to get one of my deep dives without a guest because I really wanted to talk to you one-on-one about the range of morning sickness experiences that can go from mild to debilitating, and also for us to really explore a pregnancy complication that is not talked about that much, but if you have it, it basically consumes your life. I'm referring to hyperemesis gravidorum, or HG for short. Now, If all the pregnancy tropes and cliches have taught us anything, is that morning sickness is an expected part of early pregnancy. In fact, about 70 to 80% of pregnant people will experience some level of nausea and vomiting. And if you have experienced morning sickness, you know it's a misnomer because it can happen at any time, and more often than not, it comes and goes continuously day or night. What I dislike the most about these tropes is that they minimize and trivialize the wide spectrum of nausea and pregnancy sickness that many people experience. Yes, some people may not have much nausea or vomiting, but for others, things can be debilitating and dangerous. And when it gets to that extreme, then it becomes HG, which is, by the way, what Duchess of Cambridge Kate Middleton has experienced with all three of her pregnancies. And before we dive deeper into HD, I want to share some suggestions that were given to me by OB Dr. Teresa Nesbitt regarding how to navigate morning sickness. She says, first off, consider that the trigger for nausea comes via smell. So identify whatever smell is bothering you and try to avoid it. And that's not limited to foods, right? You may remember from the episode with Cameron Rogers where her heightened sense of smell made it so that she couldn't have her puppy close by for several weeks. 
Then the other thing is that lemons can be your lifesavers because their smell sort of cuts through any other smells. So you can place them near your nightstand, carry them in your bag, cut them up and sniff them, suck on them, squeeze them in your water, whatever works for you. Try it and see if it helps. And then the third thing is that Dr. Teresa recommends a magnesium supplement for basically anyone who doesn't have kidney disease. She says that it can help with the nausea and that it's also good for leg cramps and even sleep. Ideally, you want a sustained release magnesium so that it doesn't give you loose bowels. And similarly, registered dietitian Lily Nichols also recommends magnesium since it can be a tool to help maintain optimal blood sugar levels. So there are different bonuses to taking magnesium. Of the different types of magnesium out there, Lily suggests magnesium glycinate. Now definitely consult this with your care provider. And I want to say that although I'm going to be focusing on extreme nausea during this episode, centering those most in need will provide a lot of information for anyone within the spectrum from mild morning sickness to debilitating HG. So hyperemesis gravidorum, which is Latin for extreme sickness of pregnancy, is the condition of experiencing such severe and debilitating nausea and vomiting during pregnancy that it can lead to weight loss of more than 5% of your pre-pregnancy weight, dehydration, electrolyte imbalance, and even anemia and malnutrition. Pregnancy sickness support describes HG like having food poisoning and a hangover on a boat in a storm for several months. Yeah, that bad. I mean, some people report vomiting 25 to 50 times per day. Now, the research tells us that HG occurs in about one to three pregnancies, classifying it as a rare complication. But remember how I said nausea and pregnancy sickness was a spectrum? If the symptoms are treated early enough, the severe nausea and vomiting may be managed so that it doesn't get to a point of diagnosed HG. The reality is that about 10% of pregnant people experience severe vomiting, meaning vomiting more than a few times per day. And recent data says that about 16% of pregnant people take some sort of medication to address this. And this is super important. If you are experiencing severe symptoms, Don't wait until you're losing weight due to vomiting and needing IV fluids for dehydration before getting treatment. Be proactive because early access to treatment can be more effective. Ah, postpartum brain fog. Did you even know that was a thing? But I'm guessing that if you have little ones at home, you're probably feeling it, along with the increased mental load of trying to be a multitasking caregiver, facing the stressful demands of everyday life. And that's without even considering the added lack of sleep. It's definitely a lot, which is why I'm so appreciative of Needed's cognitive support supplement created to help support key aspects of cognitive health like focus and attention, brain health and memory, and even alleviate brain fog and eye fatigue. Now, what makes Needed's cognitive support so unique is that unlike many other cognitive support supplements, Needed's is appropriate to take while breastfeeding. In fact, it was designed with this in mind. But don't just take my word for it. In an in-market study, 92% of people taking Needed's cognitive support saw an improvement in overall cognitive function, with 78% seeing an improvement in mental clarity 
aka Brain Fog. And of these many positive reviews, my favorite is one that says, quote, This is my third postpartum period. This is the best I have felt mentally and physically, despite now having three kiddos to care for, end quote. Basically, taking Needed's cognitive support is an easy way to help reclaim your brain during postpartum. Head over to thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. That's thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. So when HG is full on, dehydration is a really big issue, and some signs of dehydration are having dry skin, feeling faint, dry mouth, not peeing enough. If that's happening, it's vital to drink whatever stays down. If you can't keep water down, try something else, like juice, tonic water, lemon soda, even flat coke, whatever stays down. It might be helpful to try sipping through a straw or taking tiny sips to help you keep it down. And if that doesn't work, freezing it and then just sucking on the ice cubes might help. If you're still not able to keep down fluids, then maybe you can nibble on some fruit that's high in water content. Whatever you do, don't delay in getting IV fluids if you're dehydrated because then you're going to spiral into bigger problems. Now, if drinking, keeping something down is a huge problem, eating is, of course, even worse. What you have to do is eat whenever you can, meaning whenever you have a hunger window. And those can come on quick. And if you miss it, that can bring on a relapse. So eating during that hunger window is really important, and it can also help you avoid a new episode of vomiting. Try to carry foods that you are able to keep down, whatever that might be, crackers, bananas, nuts, whatever works for you. And if you can't eat much, pay attention because this can lead to anemia and malnourishment. So don't just power through. Talk to your doctor about it. And speaking of things to carry with you, you may want to put together an emergency vomit kit, as lovely as that sounds, that includes airline-type bags, then also some wipes, tissues, some bags for disposal, and some water for rinsing. Believe it or not, this can give you some sense of control and also minimize embarrassment, which may encourage you to get out and about more. And getting out and about is important because people who experience HG or severe nausea and vomiting tend to isolate, which can, in cases, lead to depression. In fact, people with HG are eight times more likely to experience depression. To help with your mental state, try to figure out what can lift your mood and do that if you can. Listen to podcasts with your eyes closed in bed if you can't watch shows or read, hint, hint, And talk with supportive friends that will listen or find someone who has experienced HG. And remember to take it one day at a time and celebrate each day you get through it. Now, to minimize your symptoms, figure out your triggers and avoid those. They might not just be food aversions or strong smells, but even noises or moving images or bright lights. You probably may have to avoid cooking if you can, and if so, don't feel guilty to ask for help. Now then, in terms of treatment, that's also a broad spectrum. I'm not going to say ginger because that's one you've probably heard thousands of times, but the wristbands that stimulate your P6 point on your wrist, non-blinded randomized trials have shown 
a decrease of persisting nausea by at least 50%. So they can actually help. And in a very similar vein, acupuncture has also been shown to help, as well as self-hypnosis. All of that varies by individual. There are also a broad range of medicines that can help with the different symptoms, and that's way beyond the scope of this podcast. So talk to your care provider. We don't give medical advice. Similarly, though, vitamin B6 and B1 seem to help. Now, if you do get dehydrated, it's common to have to go into the hospital for IV fluids, or sometimes you can even arrange home care for an IV. I even had a client once who had such severe HG that they had to install a PIC line, which is a peripherally inserted central catheter. So basically a port that was in their body all the time because they were going to get IV fluids so often that they just had a quick line in there. Take your symptoms seriously and know that you are not being dramatic, hormonal, or overreacting. This is real. Other things you can do are make sure you get rest, even though it can be tempting to try to catch up on life when you're feeling better. Not resting can lead to another debilitating cycle. Regardless of where you are in the spectrum, we don't quite know the cause for all this nausea and vomiting. So it might be genetic or hormonal or overall stress. Who knows? And for everybody, it might be different. In terms of timing, both morning sickness and HG can start around four to seven weeks and peak around nine to 13 weeks. However, then morning sickness usually goes away after the first trimester, while people with HG may get some relief maybe around 14 to 20 weeks, although one in five have it during the whole pregnancy. If you have had HG before, you probably will get it again. It might be as strong or more severe as the first time, and understand that pregnancy is a depleting event. So focus on repleting your system before becoming pregnant again to hopefully lessen the severity of the new HG situations. And even if you aren't planning to get pregnant again, it is important to create a replenishing plan with your care provider. Know that you're not alone, figure out what helps, develop your own coping strategies, and ask for help. Having severe nausea and vomiting during pregnancy is super hard. And if anyone says that they also had morning sickness, quote unquote, make them listen to this podcast. You can connect with Birthful on Instagram at Birthful Podcast. In fact, if you're not driving, I'd love it if you would take a screenshot of this episode right now and post it to Instagram sharing your biggest takeaway from the episode, especially if you found a helpful tool for dealing with whatever level of nausea you're experiencing, or maybe this episode really resonated with you and you felt seen. Make sure to tag at Birthful Podcast so we can see it and share it. You can find the in-depth show notes and transcript of this episode at birthful.com, where you can also learn more about my birth and postpartum preparation classes and download your free postpartum preparation plan. Birthful is created and produced by me, Adriana Lozada, with production assistance from Asia Plotty. This episode was produced in part by LWC Studios, Paulina Velasco, Virginia Lora, Cedric Wilson, and Kojin Tashiro. Thank you so much for listening to and sharing Birthful. Be sure to follow us on Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and everywhere you listen. And come back for more ways to inform your intuition.